Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about the Dresden Files, or in, it's in the genre of urban fantasy. Urban fantasy. We're talking about that. Yes. So Dresden Files is a set of books written by Jim Butcher. I think the first one was published in, well, I know it was published 2000. in 2000. It's called Stormfront. I didn't start reading them till about, I don't remember now, 10 years ago? I don't know. Easy. Easy. About over 10 years ago. And he's, he's been writing pretty good. I mean, he's prolific. And his books are pretty- Excellent books. And his books are really popular. If you like the modern urban fantasy. What is Joseph Files, if for those of you who don't know, it's basically uh, it's a, a set of books that follows this wizard, wizard private detective- Right. That. Uh, yeah. Well, that says it all. He's a wizard, private detective, and it is a modern world, but with all kinds of uh, you know all kinds of monsters and things supernatural uh, that are real, and they hide from the from the from the rest of the world. But Harry is because he's a wizard. He's able to deal with those kind of problems that that arise f- between the mixing of the regular people and the the magical, I guess. It's not always good to have regular people and the and the magical people mixing. Yeah, so so it was pretty popular, and at some point, some people were asking you know, whoever is in charge, I guess the marketing people, about a role playing game based on Dresden Files, and it, it got to Jim Butcher, and I guess Jim Butcher is a friend of people who run Evil Hat. Now, I don't know who exactly which friend is his friend, but there's not too many people who run Evil Hat. There's only like three or four of them. It's probably the main guy. I forget what his name is. But anyway, so he Jim Butcher approached them and said, hey, you know, my people said that people want to make a uh, role-playing role game, game, and I want you to do it. So I guess Jim Butcher's been, been playing role-playing games before. He wrote Dresden Files, so it <laughs> well, is a good possibility, a good possibility. that he has. Yes. Or he's read lots of fantasy. I'm sure he was influenced by Tolkien. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still, so, so Evil Hat decided to make a game, and they worked on it, worked on it, and this was... Back in 2004, I think. And they thought they were going to come out the game and bring out the game in 2007. But it was delayed and delayed until 2010, I think. And they came out with these big, fat, huge books. Uh, they used the Fate system. Uh, they're pretty good looking. I mean, they're really nice looking books. And I really like the, the style that they made it because they have the rules. And then they have like one of the characters is making up the rule system, right? One of the characters in the, in the, in the Dresden file universe. One of Dresden, uh, Harry Dresden's friends, and and they have notes like, "Oh, that's not true. That's not you know really what happened." Because he's giving you background in the in the book, and there's like post-it notes stuck on the the page, but they're actually printed on the page, and they're by different people. Like Harry is making comments, uh, Bob makes comments. Bob is a a skull that talks that Harry you know usually confides in. When he says a skull that talks, he means it doesn't actually have a face, because. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And I guess he was some he was some powerful wizard that was changed into a Now he's stuck skull. in the skull. Yes. <laughs> and so it's a really interesting story. Really there's a lot of he's written I don't know how many books now. He's he's over 12, 10 easy and uh there's a lot of, you know, background information and depending and anyway, and so there's a lot of uh, spoilers in that book up until book 6 or 7 I think, which is either uh spoilers. You know, they talk about what happens in the story. So oh, if you haven't read you the book, mean in the, in, in the, the rule book. In the rule book. Right. So that was out, but uh, and people liked it. But it was kind of crunchy. Even It uses Fate, Fate system, before the Fate Core ever came out. So Fate Core was a reimagining, a retooling of the Fate system and kind of bring it into like a, 
like a what is it, a unified set of rules. So when you run it and you do, you kind of mix in, you kind of do fate light. Well, I I looked at the rule book and I I think I ran a couple games. I ran a short campaign that that kind of died, and we we played for about I don't know. We ran about six months, and we had about ten sessions, I guess. Maybe it may not even been that many, but they were able to complete at least one adventure, and it, the rules were really. It's, I mean, they're they're kind of crunchy for fate, you know. There's especially the magic rules. It's really weird, and so because I think somebody said that it was very simulationist to what happens in the books. Mm-hmm. So if if that's the feel you want, then you play the original Dresden Files game. Years later, they came out with Fate Core in the Kickstarter, and one of the one of the stretch goals was a fate accelerated Dresden files. And that came out in 2000. Let me look at my notes. 2017, I think is when it was finally published and it's super light. So you were ahead of the curve. You went with a, a light kind of when fake core came out, yes. right? Yes. You just changed the rules, but Saul does that. And all, <laughs> I think all good GMs do that too. They, they look at the rules and if it doesn't quite work for them or it makes it too too difficult to enjoy the game, then you can adjust them or change them a little bit. Yeah, the original rules, I think, is for people who definitely play all the time, right? Because there's, there's, there's two separate books. One is the rules, and the, the other one's called, like, Your Story. And it has rules to make your city, because it's all about, and you build the city together, you decide what city you're going to run your games in. You can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. Very out outline line ish, right? There's right. The outline of the city. You know, You're just, making Gotham or yeah, whatever, or whatever, or even your own city, Chicago. I mean, right here in the Bay Area it would be like San Jose, or I'll call it Silicon City, or whatever. Or you can reuse the real city, and then you, with everybody's input, you make the. Oh, this is the this is the rich area, and this is the the business district, and and then you add things that would. So no. yes, so we had a little microphone malfunction. So so you make your you, you in their rule system, you make a city, but you make a wouldn't city. it be and you have to make the characters to just right? get a map and and like you a, could do that of a city that's already made, and then you could have the like San Francisco, yes, or or Monterey, yes, your favorite. Or if you want a big city, you could do Chicago or New York. Or, I mean, or San Francisco is yeah. a big city. Yes. And and San Francisco has all kinds of ancient, not ancient, but really old, you know, stories about, you know, the, the city underneath San Francisco, right? Because right. they just built on top of old oh, buildings. Oh, even Sacramento. When we went on a tour of Sacramento, which is the capital of California, if you don't know, <laughs> they have a, a thing that shows you. They have a tour of the underground. Oh city. yeah, in old old Sacramento. Yeah. It's a, and that it was amazing. We went one summer. It was god awful hot, and we went underneath the. When city. When he says god awful hot, it was like a hundred and five degrees outside. Yes, it was crazy. <laughs> we went underneath the, the the city, and basically what they had done is they literally built over the old city, the old part. Uh, you know, they didn't even bother like filling it in with. Maybe they did fill it in with dirt. Did they? Well, there was there was this. Giant hundred flood. year flood yeah. in the eighteen hundreds and crazy. it literally covered up the city. Literally. Now, basically the the middle the middle of uh, California, central California, which is has Bakersfield, Fresno, Modesto, all the way up to Sacramento. And Be- Chico and Redding. And, and, well, I don't know if it got that far up. But the, I don't know about that one. But with the rain, it caught it created a not a three hundred mile lake in the middle of California and flooded the heck out of all those towns or any town that existed back then and just so you know the 150 years or 200 years is almost up so yes. it could happen at any time again yeah. well with global warming or climate change who knows what would happen but anyway 
So that's amazing. So what they did is is to get away from the water or not even deal with it. They just like built everything on stilts and kept moving their. They just moved it up. Moved it up. One company got good at raising up the the building. That's what yes, they did. They would go and they would literally take. Yeah. Hundreds of jacks. Word. They would take these jacks and jack up the building yes. all the way around, and like and have hundreds of men. Yes, just... and that was in the 1800s, so 1800s. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So when you talk about old cities and and the idea of Dresden Files, well, not only Dresden Files, but all urban fantasy, even Cthulhu. Dresden kind of reminds me of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. In the fact that Call of Cthulhu is set in the what. 1800s 1920s, 1920s usually but the, but so now they have all... the old style where where the where ancient things are coming back right. right so when you look at dresden and urban fantasy is the idea of what was underneath the ground like was there an indian burial ground um those kind of things like you know what was underneath the city what happened right so when the in a giant flood maybe something came up right or you could come yeah that, that's that's yeah that's the story that you could have in your game but but yeah urban fantasy is just a mixing i think it's Generally, modern and, and modern and, and fantasy, fantasy elements, yeah, magical elements. So where was I going? So the original rules were pretty beefy. They were, if you combine both books, they're over five hundred pages. You don't have both books, yes, do I you? Do. I have oh, okay. Books. Remember, I tried to run it. Yeah, uh, but I don't remember seeing these right books. There, right there. Okay. Anyway, I saw that and I'm like, man, I tried to run it and it was it was kind of difficult. And for fate, supposedly being really easy, it's, I think Dresden Files original fate system is is probably the most complicated or crunchy crunchy game that they made not that there's anything wrong with crunchy no and some people like it a lot then they came out fake core i think fake core was uh was kickstarted i forget what year and it was published and it's a great set of rules it's very generic i said oh wow you know if i'm running resin files i'm just gonna convert everything to this and it didn't take very much to for me to do it it was real easy and i knew they were going to come out with accelerated fate which is even accelerated fate is like what is it simpler like a, like a simpler fate core, right? There's there's no skills. You you basically have uh, seven actions that you can take, and blah 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 blah. We'll go into that later. But what I did is I took the idea that I was running with Dresden files in my game, and I just converted it to fate core, the characters and all the rules, and I just used the fate core rules. And that way, I was able to play that game at conventions because that's basically why I wanted to do it because I want to run ga simple games or easier games to run at a convention with center. less crunchy rules less country rule crunchy rules and so it worked i mean it was it worked really good so i never bothered to buy dresden files accelerated one of the things that is important to mention about urban fantasy is that it's modern right so yes. what kind of characters do you get to play in these kind of oh that's and, true and in dresden specifically well you know everybody wants to play harry dresden the wizard right of course so in my game when i when i run the i call it moderate dresden because I based it in Monterey, California. Now, anybody who we talked about it with Randon was very interesting, you know, very informative about Monterey. There's Canary Row. There's Dennis the Menace Park. Dennis the Menace Park. There's Point uh, Lobos. You go just a little ways, there's and a, there's Moss Landing. Moss I mean, Landing. You go to Moss Landing. You can go all the way to Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz, and there's a Moss Land. You know, Moss Landing. And then there's you can go Marina over to State Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach, and oh, Pebble Beach. Yeah, you go yeah. there and. And, and there's I, Carmel, which is think, just around the corner. Yes, so. yes. So it's all I, I consider that all Monterey Bay. Well, it's yeah, Monterey, Monterey Bay, Bay area. And so I thought it was big enough that it could have some elements that not it's not a big city, but there's enough history there that it's it's amazing, right? And there's a lot of interesting history because you got there were lots of actors and people that lived there, right? Yes. So there's hanging out. There's lots of. Uh, 
of no not nobility but Notoriety. upper classes <laughs> no yeah lot, lots of lots of things there's there's all kinds of things and then there's also an army base right there fort ord fort ord was established there was so so you have all of these different kinds of things you can come upon and anytime you have a lighthouse and the and monterey bay has this trench that's like incredibly deep yes so what do they call it is it the mariana trench yeah so there's so that means that you know the ancient things could come up from there. <laughs> so it's always an interesting anywhere that, you know, you can take all this lore that's out there. You can, and Monterey is perfect. Right. Monterey Bay. Yes. And, you know, and Brandon was talking about the trench. He says, literally you could just get in a boat at Moss Landing and boat, whatever you do, sail to, I wouldn't even say a mile out. And then you're literally, it goes down like miles or well, way at least a mile. Far, way far. And because the trench goes right up to, Right up to Moss Landing. That's like the point. And then, you know, they put a power they put, plant They right put there. a power thing there <laughs> where they suck in the water and they and to cool, to off, cool the, off the plant and they and they push it out. So I want to actually take a little boat from Moss Landing. If well, I can have a little boat. Because you, you, you have to watch it. Not well, so you don't get. I, I think they, they people know where those, the, those I'm suction I'm sure there's things. buoys or something. And not only that, but I think they, they it doesn't produce as much power as it used to be because it's, it's an old diesel-fired plant. Yes. So I think it's diesel powered. Anyway, so there's all kinds of things that can happen. And even if you live in a small area and you want to base your Dresden Files game in your area, I'm sure you could come up with all kinds of stuff that will, could make an interesting place to play in. You're talking about characters, right? Yes. So obviously there's a wizard. And what's a better occupation for a wizard than a bartender or something like that? Well, and that's exactly what I did in my game. I made a bartender, you know, because he doesn't have to be there all the time, right? Cause, right. Because if they're off investigating and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, he can't be like, what, an accountant? He right? could. A very but bad and then he get fired yeah. all the time because, hey, we need this done. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll get on it. And then he has to go somewhere to fight a monster and investigate stuff. And they're like, uh, Jim, uh, where's the PTCS reports? Uh, okay, <laughs> I didn't finish those. Okay, you know. So I just made stuff up off the top of his head there. <laughs> I made the character. My wizard is a, who owns a bar. Of course, he has somebody who works for him. Right. And I put it right smack in the middle of Cannery Row. If anybody's been to Cannery Row, there's Doc Ricketts Lab. It's right around there. It's not really Doc Ricketts Lab, but it's more more on the main street. So then you could be a, a mundane, like a regular person who's a cop or even a detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the Dresden Files, uh, what is that lady's name? Karen? Uh, yeah, she, he has a cop. There's a I forget her he name. He has a cop, like a pet? Yeah, no. no. He has a friend that is a cop. I can't believe I forgot her name. Murphy. I think her name's Karen Murphy. She's a cop. And a lot of, there's a lot of interaction between her and Harry. Harry Dresden. Because he gets involved in all kinds of weird stuff. Usually somebody gets killed or something gets stolen. So the cops are involved, and she is a head of special investigations of Chicago PD, which means like kind of like the X Files of the cops. Because they. That's not what she wanted, but, you know, yeah, she got that. Yeah, she was, like, you know, ostracized there. So a cop is perfect to be investigating stuff for help. You know, they can, especially if you're a detective. I don't know if detectives, I'm sure they have assignments, but it's, like, they pick what they're going to work on. Not really. They get assigned cases. They get assigned cases, but, like, how, you know, they don't have to, like, you got to work on this case right now. I guess you do. Yeah. But you got more than one case to work on, usually, I'm sure. Yes, there's so, lots of cases. So you can say, I'm working on the, I'm yes. working on the Devin case. You know, and they're like, what are you doing over here in Seaside? Well, I'm working on the Abraham case, whatever. Whatever, whatever. Cops are a big deal. Uh, or any other mundane that you can think of. You have coroner. A coroner, yes. But that's not a player character in my game. Okay. You could also be a monster, right? You could be a werewolf. You could be 
a a vampire. That's uh, and Dresden vampires <laughs> are very scary. Yes. So. Well, there's different types of vampire vampires, right? There's white court, black court, red court. So the black court, I think, are the ones that are like famous in movies, right? They're the evil, really abusing type of vampire. Then there's the white court, which they use. Uh, they get their they suck the essence off of you or strong. The problem emotions. with the vampires in, in Dresden <laughs> is they're incredibly strong. They are so. I don't know if there's any real good ones because they stay there, take your money, your love. They charm you or whatever. Uh, or... Well, Harry's friends is a, is a white court vampire or his half brother, I believe it is. Oops, did I just spoil something for those of you? Anyway, he has a friend who's a white court vampire who tries not to kill people because you could actually kill people from stealing their strong emotional, you know, like you sucking that life essence out of them from strong Yeah, vampires are very scary. And they're very strong. <laughs> they're very powerful. Like yes. you can't... You, you don't want to go if you see vampires in Dresden, you walk away. Right. You don't want to fight them. Of course, that Harry never takes his own advice on yes. that. But there's a, the Knights of the Cross, those type of guys, the people who use their faith, no matter what kind of faith it is, uh, to be, protect themselves from the stronger, more ma- malevolent elements. Are they monster hunters? They could, yeah, mainly they're monster hunters, but they they depend on your faith if you choose. You know, they, that's what they do. They they protect the... With their faith symbols and yes. stuff and their ideas. They're protected and they're able to do, you know, they're able to damage supernatural creatures where normal things wouldn't damage them, right? Like that's usually what monster hunters do, though. Yeah, but. that's true. So, you no, know, there's all kinds of different things you can do is, and uh, or be as a character. And, like, I had one character that could turn into a saber-toothed tiger. And other than that, he was, he was, that, that's all he could do. Did the character decide that or did you decide I, that? I, this was a character. Unlike, you know, they say make a character in, you know, at the table. When I run games at con- conventions, I give them characters. Now, usually. Because it expedites the situation. Oh, uh, yes. Because I really want to get into the action. I know this goes against everything fate tells you to do. But I'm an old school grognard type of gamer so i i like pre-gens at at cons i mean i the only one i the only game i didn't do it was tales from the loop but tales from the loop it took like literally less than 30 minutes five people had the characters they were all had connections to each other which was very important for that game and bada bing bada boom but uh and i could do that for fate because i'm i'm you know i i mean for dresden files but it's easier to if you, especially if for dresden i think it's a little bit i don't know if, Harder because you got to kind of, you have to be something that's, or you have to pick, I don't know. So you got to have to. I always have, have a hard time making characters at a table right then and there. Yes. There's that. There's that. I know I've told you that before, but. And Fate in my area, even though, you know, there's a lot of Fate games are played here, they haven't done it enough. And I'm not really good enough as a, as, you know, the rules in and out to, well, I do know the rules, but I don't know if feel comfortable leading a group of people who have never either played Fate or lead them into making a character for a game that I'm going to run. So I just bypass all that and I just give them characters, a choice of characters. Well, and usually when you're running a game for a convention, it's easier on everybody if the characters are already created. Because it you're you only have a limited amount of time, so it's easier to have right. all the characters made. And then people can choose what they want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, like I said, I might change that uh, that character making that Because table. you're always evolving. Because I'm always evolving. And sometimes, you know, that's my vision of characters and what I think would be worth uh, work with the, the games that I run. But So if somebody wanted to run a Dresden game and they've read the Dresden Files novels and they have picked up one of the books, then... What is the what is the biggest most important thing about running a Dresden game for people that 
like Dresden to make it give it that feel like what kind of you just have to have something that they're not necessarily from the books but an idea that would mesh with that kind of of thing something from the city or some or right i think for me it has to be a mystery for Dresden Files you're trying to figure out what's going on right because he's a detective private detective and unfortunately unfortunately you know somebody dies right that's the biggest that's usually the open i always tell Saul he goes because whenever we watch i like to watch british mysteries right oh yeah and so and they're usually they're not always that fast so usually the first scene and i always tell my mother too she goes i don't recognize any of these people i go yeah one of them's gonna die because (laughs) that's the way that it works works. right somebody has to die so that you can figure out who did it right so usually there's a crime is committed and it could be mundane and in the the first uh, game that i ran and I've run that adventure for other people. It's a little bit of a longer game. There's all kinds of things going on. Was this the Dennis the Menace Park one? No, that's, oh, that okay. one's the short, shorter one. This one was, uh, I don't think I even gave it a name. Literally, it was, it was a, on, Death on Canary Row, I think I had. And I had, and I, you know, I really, you know, went all out. I, I went and copied, I got some uh, autopsy uh, reports. Autopsy reports, right? Blank autopsy <laughs> report. I filled them out. And I had, uh, you know, he was incredibly excited when he did this yes, too. And I and I made uh, what is it, an article in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and I got the Monterey seal, the Monterey Herald seal, put it on the. So I went all out, and I was, so I had all kinds of handouts, and I wrote out all kinds of like there was a there was a bum who was writing a diary. So I went out, you know, so I I literally wrote with my calligraphy pen, you know, pages of pages of this madman ranting. And those were all, and then there were clues about what was going on. And at least what he saw, he was, his, it was a bum on Canary Row who fell victim to something, right? So the, the characters are following all these clues and it was really, really convoluted. And it worked really well. They, the, the only thing I didn't know was how, how they were going to defeat the, the monster at the end. And two different, two to three different times that I ran it, there was uh, two different ways of, <laughs> Three different ways of ending it, right? <laughs> it was really good, so I really liked it. So when I had that kind of reaction from it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep running this game. But well, I like have using... you are are you planning on doing the Dennis the Menace one? Can I tell people about the game or am I going to plan on running it again? Yeah, I don't know. I've ran it well once, two, 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 three times. You played in it, didn't you? Yeah, uh, you played in a play test. Yes. I changed it a little yes. bit after that. He he ran. A, uh, I'll just tell you, he ran a play test with people who are from the bay area and from monterey or in in the monterey bay area and it was hilarious because he goes okay you're at dennis and menace park and and something's been torn apart yes and and well, a person a person yes, yes. And, and so our the our friends team. and everybody and the investigative team is like dennis the menace park didn't we just take the kids to dennis the menace <laughs> the park well it was Weren't that... we just there for somebody's birthday yes we were there i believe it was uh it was uh Tyler's birthday, yeah, well, yeah, and now he's what yeah. uh, sixteen, seventeen. 17. Yeah. Uh, his last year in high school, and he was only. Well, I think we went to. We his, were, and the kids I were little. His, it, it was hilarious. So if you set your, if you set a game in a place where your people, whoever you're playing with, are from. So if you if you change stuff to your small town or your big town, wherever you're from, but everybody knows the area. It makes it more exciting, right? Because I don't know, I, especially if you just had your kids there going <laughs> up and down slides, right? And he goes, and he goes, there's this this body that's been torn apart, right? And then you're like going, oh, that's weird. And so you know it's a Dresden mystery, right? So, yeah, yeah. So then you're 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 off trying to figure out what's going on, what supernatural thing is happening. I don't know. I make the cops. You know, you know Dresden Files sometimes. The co- well, in this case, Dresden Files the the books. You know, the cops aren't that dumb, but you know. 
really, if something like that happened where a body is found and they're like, they're trying to figure, they have to apart. figure it out, right? So they have to tell, they have to say something about, you know, the death, right? So they they attributed, you know, and what really pissed off the characters, and they have done this in every single. This is the very beginning of the, of, the, of the game, so if you play my game, this that surprise you. You still have plenty of stuff to look up or figure out. the 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 report, official report, was either a pack of wild animals or a mountain lion. To which everybody at the table goes, "A mountain lion wouldn't do that." And a, what kind of pack of wild animals? <laughs> and the middle of Monterey, which is like you know, it's like the it's like a middle of a, of, and it's right across the. It's beach, right next to the ocean. Right next to the beach, yeah. right? And there's all kinds of traffic there because it's right along a main and road. And if you've never been to Dennis the Menace Park, if you look it up, they have the the paddle boats where yes. you where you put your feet in. There's and a little man made lake there, and it's, they're like swans, right? And, yes. and Dennis the Menace Park is built in the middle. It's on an and island. It's on an Literally. island, so it's hilarious that he says a wild wild animal. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what attracts the the player characters to the to the location is that they well, somebody's an ardent reader, right? One of the characters is always looking at the newspapers. newspapers, and so and newspapers. He doesn't look anything online, right? That's his that's his shtick. He's always always has a pile of newspapers. And he reads it from cover to cover, and he's he's the one that usually comes. Up, hey, look at this! And then the, 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 he calls everybody. And then, or he calls one person, and everybody, the whole network is communicated with, and then they meet up somewhere, and they they happen to meet up at the, at, at the, the scene, or the scene, at the scene, and they're like looking around, and like, and then like, it was funny, it's just like a TV show. They're all like looking at each other, the characters or the players even, and they're looking at each other at the table, and I got pictures of where it was, where the attack happened. They're like. Isn't that right across the beach? I go, oh, here's a picture of the beach right across the street. Because that, what I did, I went, up, I actually traveled to Monterey all the time, and I decided, oh, I could take pictures of Monterey right here. I took all kinds of pictures, and so I just was handing them out, print out sheets of pictures of, of uh, the location, what it looked like, and they're like, a pack of wild dogs. When was the last time everybody saw a pack of wild dogs in Monterey, <laughs> or a cougar? I mean, cougars you can find like. Up here and even here, well, in, you, you, they are in Monterey in the hills behind the hills, it. Yeah, behind. They, I mean, they, and they all go into they civilization. They go into the, by the ocean. Though. Yeah, they go into civilization too. You know, like here in Saratoga, that Saratoga, where was it in in Palo Alto? Yeah. They, they keep having to tranquilize cougars because they keep going well, into. They, even in San Jose, they just walk through the neighborhoods. <laughs> Hello. Well, the hill, hill, the neighborhoods close to the, the neighborhoods has encroached upon their on their natural habitat. The the hills, I mean, the sounds they close to the mountains, yes, right? Yeah. So not downtown. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a ways to go. Yeah, it was amazing. That's one aspect of it. Well, the other aspect of Dresden Files that I like is it's always a mystery, but yes. the monsters are really badass monsters, and right. and you're you don't have a lot of power, so you have to figure out, you know. It, the magic way to kill them or, or you need to figure out what's going on right? what their weaknesses are right. and stuff so it's it's and when i say it's kind of like cthulhu you're not going to go crazy but you could die <laughs> so when you're playing D D, that's it's totally different right usually i mean you there's always a possibility you could die but usually you have enough strength or you have you know characteristics that are going to help you to stay alive we're in dresden it's really more of a your gun isn't going to do anything to these things usually right usually unless the lord was silver and, or wood and, <laughs> and using magic in dresden is sometimes hit or miss right because you could mess up the thing harry always carries his wand but your magic also messes up other stuff around you right well there's yeah, there's physical uh, consequences to doing things right so so they in in the books, Harry, ha, when let's say he draws a, uh, he draws 
fire, mm-hmm. right? He throws fire. Well, you know, he has to, he still has to deal with the physical law of thermodynamics, <laughs> right? Which I don't know anything about. <laughs> but in the books, like let's say he throws fire. One, it takes it takes a lot of energy out of him to do that. Because you're you. You're, yeah, you're a normal it human. It uses your energy yeah. to, to cause change in the in the in the physical world what it also does it makes other places cold because all that heat it's causes, sucked out from gets somewhere sucked out from somewhere else so so there's all kind of things you could play with in that instance and yeah and doesn't doesn't harry have problems with um with equipment around him like right so let's say you decide to play a wizard in dresden files according to the to the lore people who use magic have an adverse effect on anything electronic so Harry Dresden can't have a cell phone because he just every time he, you know, and he could try to control it like, like his his magicalness, but he has to concentrate on not letting it just like zap things. So cell phones just go. Bloop. So yeah, so he, he he doesn't he doesn't have cell phones. His car, you know, in the in the books is a. It can't have any electronics. An old old beetle. Yeah. He calls it the the blue beetle, but then. It gets smashed and hit. And it has all kinds of different parts. So it's literally, you know, it has a hood of a different color. It has different do- color doors and, and different fenders and stuff. But he re- And if you, re- if you read the Dresden Files, he gets beat up a lot. So, <laughs> so in one of Saul's games, and I don't remember which one, but I remember Harry had to go and talk to vampires to get information. And they met at this, um, or they followed them to a a car park where you park your cars, a garage. Garage, yes. And we all knew he showed us. We we'd been in, we park our cars in that garage all the time, so it was a it was a, in Monterey. So oh, it was very interesting. Yes. And the thing about vampires is they can kill you easily, right? Yeah, they're pretty so, powerful. So you're just a normal person. So you got to be really careful when you're dealing with them. But Harry has connections, right? Because right. he has dealt with them before. But the rest of us that were playing that weren't the magic user and didn't know the vampires were a little Real. bit leery of the of getting oh, yeah. too close to them, right? So it makes it it makes it a really exciting game. The the fact that the monsters can take you out easily. The, yeah, some monsters are really powerful. Or a lot of them are really powerful. Yeah. And the thing is, is, just like just like any mystery, there's the tracking down. Oh, we figured out who the monster is, or what the monster yeah. is, or where the monster is. Now we gotta figure out how to kill this monster, right? Or make a deal with it. With my original, my my original adventure, I really had no idea how they were gonna kill the monster. You know, I, I the monster was a certain thing, and I'm like, I have no idea how they're gonna kill it, right? Because it's pretty powerful. One of the times, the characters literally talked to the monster and convinced it that it was time to go, right? And I'm like, mm. okay, so so <laughs> so, it, and they rolled really well and stuff, and they were all like, you know, there was, there was all kinds of things going on. Other than the person talking, you know, they, they were had what do you call it? The contingency plans. Okay, right, right. now if she goes down to this monster. <laughs> we're gonna zap it with this and do this and do that. And and then other people were much more uh, straightforward, violent, proactive, yeah. <laughs> and they, and they did all kinds of things to to try to coax the monster to where they wanted it, and then they just like, you know, literally fried the monster. But to me, it that doesn't matter. When they figured out who it was, what was going on, that was more the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, they had to stop it because this thing was just going to keep killing people. Yeah. Well, and that that it's really cool. I think that's what you want in a game, a role playing game, right? You want to have, if if it's a mystery, I mean, you could be straight murder hobos, but you want to have <laughs> that figure out what's going on and then figure out how to how to take care of it. And 
I think Dresden Files gives you that. And not only that, if you've ever read the Dresden Files, it just is so exciting. When you play in a genre game that, that you know the genre, yeah. it's it's even more exciting to you, especially if you like it. If you play in a genre game where you don't like the genre, then maybe you shouldn't play in it because yeah. you might not have as much fun. The idea, and, and it's always fun to be an investigator, but that's just me. So. Well, yeah, you actually like mysteries. Another thing about what I like about Dresden Files and any modern setting, it really diminishes murder hoboism. Yes, because, because there's police there's there and there's consequences. consequences. <laughs> yes, you just can't, you know, you can't go into a bar and shoot everybody with your AK-47. You could, but then you're going to be wanted. And then, yeah, and, and then in the modern era, more or less, there's cameras everywhere. Yes. You know, uh, CT, what do they call it? C- CTTV. CCTV? Closed circuit television. Yeah. Oh, that's what the CCTV is. So there's all kinds of things that could go wrong if you just indiscriminately start killing people and that's what i like about modern modern era or any kind of modern game you, know, you have to be more careful yes. the cautious in yes. your in your or you just get you know and then you start talking about you know monsters and stuff like, okay here's this nice little uh padded room padded room <laughs> with this nice little harness that prevents you from hurting yourself <laughs> and here you go and then uh, you know, and they're gonna give you some medicine give you some medicine yeah, make sure you drink it with some water and yes exactly so you're out of the game but you know i've run monterey dresden I run the, the Point Pinos Library twice. I run Dennis the Menace three times. My original adventure, at least two or three times. And every single time it's been different. Every single time it's been fun. So it's an amazing uh, genre world to, to play in. Basically, I, I set it in Monterey, and people know about it, you know, about Harry. You know, Harry you know, basically comes out comes out of the closet as a magical uh, – says magic exists – and I'm here to help people, you know, because he basically the, it's the game. The books start with him putting an ad in the paper, right? Right, right. And he goes, "Private Eye, Harry Dresden," and then, and then underneath says, "No love potions," right? Because that's not you know, because right, people right. people always go, "I want the you know, real, uh, what do you call it? True love? No, no, <laughs> real type of investigation. Oh. So what do you call it? Uh, anyway, so he, you know, he's a real private eye, right, right." With a license. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what this does is it opens up people to the idea that there's magical stuff in the world. Or you can look at that in the paper and say, oh, this guy's crazy. It, it really pisses everybody off in the in the, in the in the game, in the world, that Harry Dresden's come out as a op- openly in the world as a wizard. And the more famous and more things he does, the more people know, which upsets uh, some people who rather remain hidden, right? So you deal with that dichotomy. Not necessarily people, but people, magical Monsters. people. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> they don't want to be hunted. So so if you want to play this game, it's a great it's a great genre game to play. Right. All you have to do is come up with a good mystery or yes. read the books and figure out something. Maybe right. there's factions fighting against each other. I, I, what I would you do, might want to stay away from that. I would, what I would do, I would work with something. I would work in your own area of expertise, whatever city you, you live in, or if you've lived somewhere and really like that area. I think if you you set the game where your players are at, or yeah. players are knowledgeable of it, knowledge have knowledge of that area, it makes it a much funner game because then you can like. And no matter where you live, there's always that one creepy house that <laughs> ha- is all overgrown. Nobody lives there, or you don't know if anybody lives there. It's been. Or sitting, some old lady lives there. It's been sitting vacant for a long time, or somebody lives there, and, you, and the kids want to run up and knock on the door and things like that. So. Oh yeah, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that. Get this. So there's this there's this house in Salinas. Now you know I don't know who lives there, but it's a huge house. It's like a plantation house with the columns mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's like really close to down. Not to downtown, but it's, yeah, kind of close to downtown. But it's right next to like the government buildings and stuff. And then there's a cemetery right next to it. Oh, so people perfect like setting. so people are like, 
I've always heard when I was when I was growing you know, I was growing up in Salinas. Oh, that that that's a haunted house and this and that. I'm like, so it doesn't matter where you are. There's yes. gonna be one. There's gonna there's, yeah. Unless, there's something like that. Yes. Yeah. And your sewers. You know. You know. People know that there's alligators in the sewers, right? <laughs> or something. Or worse. something worse. Yes, yes. Yes. If you're gonna run, if you want to run Dresden Files, if you're inspired, you right. should do it. Right. You should make it your own and. Either use the crunchy rules or right. use the fade accelerated. accelerated, and I think anybody would have fun. Yeah, depending on what your crowd, what your playing group is like, pick one or the other. Uh, I think if you're brand new people to fate, go with uh, the lighter rules. Go with the accelerated, and it's a small book. It's uh, 256 pages. It, it's in the little, uh, what is it? The little smaller digest format, and it's a really good system. I've really, I've I've read it. I haven't played it, but I played. I use Fate Core instead. And it works pretty good. So if you're looking for a new game, go for it. Yep. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy the world of Harry Dresden. And this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And have a great day. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.